You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship. And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. This is episode 91 of The Sexy Escort Guide podcast. Greetings, everyone. I am your host, as always, Vivian. And today, we're going to be discussing the dark side of the escort industry that Hollywood never seems to talk about. They are either showcasing extreme glamorization of this industry or extreme demonization. But we all know that life consists of many shades of gray, not just black and white. I am joined today by Atlanta and Chicago-based companion, Anea Devereaux. Ms. Devereaux has been a full-time companion since 2019. And she credits this podcast as one of the tools she used to enter this industry with confidence. So if I didn't get any kind of validation for the past three years, this is one. And I'm so glad that we decided to start this show. Ms. Devereaux started as a stripper and she was fortunate enough to meet an escort who ushered her into this world. She is available for bookings both in Atlanta and Chicago upon proper request. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Anaya Devro. That's A-N-A-I-A-H-D-E-V-E-R-E-U-X. She also hosts an inclusive space on Twitter every Sunday at 10 a.m. to talk about industry norms, mostly geared towards Black companions, but all are welcome to listen. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. You've heard us interview the owner, Mary Lee, on episodes 7, 36, and 58. Companion Tax really knows their stuff, and I, Vivian, can personally vouch for them. They are the professionals you need to hire to handle all of your tax accounting and business needs. Companion Tax was created specifically with us companions in mind. It doesn't get any more niche than that. They have been in business since 2011 and have become a leading resource for the community. Although based in South Florida, they are licensed in all states. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form to get started and take charge of your financial future. Hello, Anea. Welcome to the show. Hi, Vivian. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. I mean, I ran into your, um, what is that called on Twitter? The wannabe uh, club clubhouse. <laughs> the spaces. I um, walked in or, you know, ran into your talk on Twitter and Twitter spaces, fighters. You know, the conversation was interesting. And I said, hey, come on the show. And here we are. So whoop, whoop. So before we get into the nitty gritty of this episode, I wanted to kind of, you know, introduce you to the listeners. Maybe, you know, we can get to know a little bit more about you. And then we can jump into the episode. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds perfect. Awesome. So before we get started, just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, and how you got to where you are today. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Anea Devro. I am a companion in Atlanta, and I'm in between Chicago as well. So I guess I'm based in Chicago and Atlanta. Yeah, I noticed that. So do you have like one part that's more you, or are you just bouncing back and forth? Well, my home base is Atlanta, but I started 
really getting um, into the Chicago market about maybe six months before the pandemic. So that's always kind of been like my go. Yeah, I love Chicago. That's a great market. Yes, it is. It is. It treats me well. So I always go back. But yeah, so I started as a companion in 2019, in the summer of 2019. I'm from Georgia. I was born in Louisiana. I went to school, all of my schooling in Georgia, and I graduated about maybe two years before the pandemic from college. I graduated with a BA in modern languages. Fancy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So really what happened was, you know, I graduated. I am trilingual. I speak more Spanish than French. Ooh, okay. You hear that, papi chulos? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I guess we got to talk to the Spain people from Spain, too. The, the more proper Spain. Yes. yes. <laughs> Europeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trilingual. That's awesome. Now, is this because you moved around and lived in those places or school? I did live in Spain during school. I did. Nice. What's it called? Uh, exchange programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did a year in Spain. I did a year in France. But my Spanish is better. That was my emphasis in my um, degree. But um, yeah, so I graduated and, you know, I, I felt so proud and I just knew I was going to get a good job out of college. So I did. I, I got a, a decent job as a translator. I was working as a translator. I wasn't making much at all. And I was living at home with my parents. I mean, that's still awesome, though, because that could, you know, that's something you could do forever. Yeah, yeah, I still, I still do a little translating here and there, you know. You know the people that actually make a lot of money are the ones that do the um, sign language. Man, at those concerts, have you seen them? They're like amped, right? <laughs> Even like, you know, when politicians are lying, they're, they're right there. They're right there. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I said at that point, I was like, I have to do something because I'm bringing home $2,000 a month. There's no way I can live off of that. Hey, at least you weren't with a wannabe sugar daddy giving you two grand a month. I'm just saying. <laughs> I feel like I bypassed the whole sugar daddy. I wish I was a part of the sugar baby, sugar, you know, that sugaring community in Tumblr. But I, I, I mean, wasn't. It's all, it's all the same thing, honestly. To be honest, it's really the same thing. The only difference is one is more structured, you know, and more, you know, profesh. And the other isn't. The other is more casual. One is definitely more sophisticated. Which would be the host. (laughs) (laughs) But but I just had to clarify for those people who were, you know, confused. So that's when I ventured off into um, the strip club scene, particularly the urban strip clubs here in Atlanta. I quickly realized that that wasn't my lane. City? (laughs) Blue Flame? (laughs) I'm not going to name names. You got to stay incognito. I, I hear you. You can tell me later. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you later. <laughs> but I quickly realized that, that that wasn't me. That's not the kind of entertainment that I am thrive in at all. I wasn't making any money. I got on Tinder. And, you know, back this back like two years ago, I was with a Splenda daddy. I had met him down in Buckhead. And I met a girl. I met a girl at the bar. She was sitting there talking to the guy that I was meeting. So when I came up, you know, I was like, yo, what are you doing? Like, it's time for you to get up. You need to go. And, you know, she she didn't look like she was like she was like kind of apologetic. But, you know, she later came back to me about maybe five minutes later and she asked me, she said, are you a working girl? And I said, wow, huh? straight up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. How come I never meet these bitches out in public. <laughs> <laughs> 
say it. She didn't say it like out in in you know in the in the wild. Like nobody could hear her. But she no, said, I know. But she was very direct. Yes. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> and she said, well, "Are you a working girl?" And I said, "What is what is what?" I didn't know what that meant. And um, she gave me her professional website. So okay. And so Look then at that, this networking. Yeah. So then I, I that night I was so puzzled. Because I, this was a Splenda daddy. You know, this is before I even knew that women were getting Did she tell you, hey, he doesn't have any money? Because <laughs> I would have done that. <laughs> I would have been like, wrong, girl, don't do it, sis. <laughs> well, what ended up happening, that, like, I went home just really puzzled. And I just, I went through her, her website. And I said, this, this bitch is a hoe. Wow. so intrigued i was so intrigued so um we ended up we had brunch i think the next weekend that's who showed me the ropes still that is awesome yeah so my i think i went live uh my first ad went live in atlanta in august i met her in june and remember i was in i wanted okay so you're an action taker i like that awesome yeah and i was able to move out into my first condo by september your parents weren't they like, uh, sis? What well, you doing, kid? She kind of started asking questions. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> yeah, she was just like, you know. But I was able, you know. That's that's for another. That's for another topic, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha, but gotcha. I was able to move out into my apartment. That was the goal then, and I was able to achieve that within that short amount of time. So I was just enamored by this world of companions. And honestly, you were the first podcast that I was tuning into daily. Oh, look at that. What do you know? Now, how did you hear about the podcast? I'm always intrigued how people find us because we have people everywhere and I'm shocked. Because this is when I, I started, like, I, she told me you need to make a Twitter. That's where it started. She said, you need to make a Twitter account. And then, you know, once I started indulging into the community, then I was like, okay, well, there's a podcast called the Sexy Escort Guide. And here I am. So we just kind of showed up on your timeline. You know how algorithms work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, well, you're a host, so you should listen to this. Okay, cool. I like that. That is awesome because, you know, not everybody's intro into this world is as curated as yours. So that's that's yeah. great that you had somebody to, like, hold your hand, so to speak. So, like, what do you think is a misconception people have about companions in general? That we're dumb and that we've exhausted all of our options and this is the only thing that we can do we don't have lives we're not human and you know that we don't value anything other than what we're doing right now and it's annoying and and it's it's just all it it goes back to just the stigma of sex work in general companions are very educated highly educated very smart very sophisticated you have to be business-minded to be any kind of have any kind of success in this business Really? Yeah. Especially in a business like ours that involves service, you know, like, and that's not, it's not just our business, just any business that involves service in general, you really have to treat it like a business. Otherwise you're going to be all over the place, you know, losing your damn mind. So I love it. What is one misconception people have about you? I run into a lot of people who, you know, reach out to me, mostly newcomers. And they, they think that I'm just this High end. Oh my gosh, I want to be just like you. And I'm just like, girl, if I told you my humble beginnings, you, yeah, we all started somewhere. Um, I guess the misconception is that I'm someone that I'm not, and I'm not an uppity 
pretentious, elitist person. I'm very down to earth, very, very down to earth. I can pretty much relate to anyone. You know, I'm always torn when people say stuff like that because it's like there's nothing wrong with being quote unquote elite, you know, for lack of a better terminology. It just means that, you know, you're living a life of comfort, which is pretty much what we all strive for, no? Or are we all trying to be struggling and stuff? Like, I'm always like kind of confused when people try to look at being elite. I hate that word. I guess I should say classes. That's probably what I should say. Yeah, like the whole hierarchy thing. That was a whole thing for a while. And it's just like, aren't we all striving to live a life of comfort? Like, I don't understand how this is, how is this a bad thing? Now, obviously, if you're an asshole, (laughs) you know, online using your wealth to, you know, yeah, then that's a problem, which go talk to your fucking politicians before you come for hoes. Thank you. They're the ones that have, like, they have no touch with reality. They're, like, in their own bubble. Like, I remember there was the one time where, I forget which politician it was, not to bring politics up, but I just thought it was, like, amazing. But one of the students, he was, like, giving the speech to the students, and he was saying, oh, you could just start your own business, get a loan from your parents. And the student is like, my parents support, bro. <laughs> like, where am I going to... Where am I going to get this money from? And the guy seems so shocked. Like, why wouldn't you just get it from your parents? Stuff like that. <laughs> you know, hoes already have too much to deal with. Like, let's not pile more on top of it. Like, the world already hates us enough. Like, can we all just, like, get our long, so to speak? Like, get our shit together? But anyways. <laughs> but you seem like a nice young lady to me. Not elitist at all. So, there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Okay, so what would you say the biggest mistake you've made in your adult entertainment life was? I would definitely say being too nice. Just being way too nice to other providers, clients, specifically more so providers. Just, you know, I put people on in positions, introduce people to different markets so they they can Don't, make money. Do not get me started. <laughs> And I've been burned every single time. Girl. <laughs> but that's not going to stop us from being good people. We just exactly. Just and, live and, you why, learn. and that's why I'm blessed. And that's why I have to do nothing. Exactly. You just live, you learn. But trust me, we can, we can share stories off air. <laughs> but it's so funny. It's like those people hated you. All, they always hated you. You just didn't realize it until, you know. Or not so much they hated you. They just, they saw an opportunity and they were going to definitely going to discard you once they got to what they needed. Out of yeah, you. There, exactly. The resentment was already there. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. it's just, it just got triggered once you helped them. So sad, but you know, what are you going to do? Live and learn and continue to make money. Okay. So you obviously had the lady that was a mentor. Like, so she was the main one that held your hand through the whole thing. Or did you have other mentors in between? I wouldn't necessarily say she held my hand. She just, because she well, you was know doing, what I mean. Like she told you, hey, do Twitter. Hey, she told you where to advertise, obviously. And she told you what photographer to use or no. Photos wise. She was really adamant about, hey, you know, here's the keywords. Go do your own research. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So other than her, you pretty much did everything else on your own. Yeah. And just listening to podcasts like this to, you know, to gauge things better. That is awesome. I'm so glad we started it. (laughs) 
You know, because we sure as hell did not have this. Okay, so for the newbies looking to get into this world, what are some essential things they need to be successful? You need to have a goal. You need to know why. Why are you doing this? What's the point? Because if you don't have guidance, you don't have goals and you don't, you're not goal oriented. You're just living. You're just living astray and you don't have a purpose to why you're doing this. If this is a lifestyle that you want to pursue and this, this is, you know, if you want to be a lifer, that's fine. You know, that's your prerogative. But for most people, this is a step up. And even if it's a lifer, you still got to curate your life. Like, it's just like with any job. You can't just be like, oh, just clocking in and clocking out. You know, even people that work jobs have their goals too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I totally agree. That was actually one of the first things in our book, How to Get Started as an Escort, shameless plug. And the first thing was find your why. Find out why you're doing what you're doing. So that way, when times get tough, you can actually hang in there or you can plan your business accordingly. You know, I mean, I know ladies, mostly international ladies that are in their 50s, 60s that are still doing this, but the way their life is set up, like you wouldn't even know. They're grandmothers, they're mothers, and they have full lives, but that's because they treat it like a business and they're not just like out here blowing in the wind. You know what I'm saying? So what would you say the worst advice you've ever gotten was? I think I would say that in order to reap any kind of success in this business, you have to be, you have to put on a front, like an act that's not you. To an extent that can be true. Like, yes, you need, you do need to be more polished. You do need to be more articulate if you want to attract, you know, higher earning clientele. That's a given. You still need to be who you are. You still need to be who you are. Because I can just imagine trying to be someone that you're not is very, very draining. Someone did tell me that, oh, you have to do this. You have to do, you have to get your boobs done. Oh, you have to lose weight. Boobs? What? You have to do this. You have to do that. And I'm just like, you know, and I was taking all this in. Maybe in the strip club, but boobs? What? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you have to get lipo. You you have to lose weight. Oh, no. Oh, God. Quickly realized, you know. I'm most successful when I when I really I was able to curate who I am personally into Anea. Yes, and that's a life hack, people. I take it from actors, like when they ask them how they get into their roles and how they do it so well. Meryl Streep was actually one of them that was getting interviewed, and she said she literally finds her. She tries to find herself in the character, so that way it's her, even though she would never be, let's say, an axe murderer. She tries to find certain traits in that character that she can play up because it's her. And then she can play the rest of the other roles, which is pretty much what we're doing. Like we're here providing, you know, companionship to these awesome clients, but we still have to find ourselves in there. Otherwise you get lost in the sauce and you just, you feel like, oh, because there are some people that hate being hoes. And I feel like that's the reason why is because they're not their authentic self. Yeah, that was a perfect analogy. We're acting. Yeah, but in a good way. <laughs> getting paid a lot. No, don't, don't, don't start reading into these clients. Come on, relax. Because <laughs> you know they're going to be like, what? I thought he likes me. Like, yes, we do. Relax. Okay. Uh, what is the best advice you've ever gotten? I mean, just going back to, you know, my advice to new girls is, you need to have a goal. What's your goal? Like, you know, one of my good friends is a, um, she's an international companion in London. And she tells me all the time, she's like, babe, you know, you're scatterbrained right now. You need to get back in line. Like, oh, she's you know, a good friend. 
<laughs> yeah, she's like, you don't have, you know, you need to get back on focus, get back in, get back into the zone. What's, what's the goal here? Like, you know, that's awesome that you have somebody to, you know, like an accountability partner to kind of rein you back in, in case you stray off somewhere. That's awesome. If you could go back in time and talk to your 17 year old self, what would you say to her? Relax. Just relax. There's no rush. No rush. Because it's 10 years later, honey, and I'm paying bills now. Okay? (laughs) Oh, God. How (laughs) ghetto. (laughs) Bills. Uh. (laughs) So fast. I was was a fast little teenager. So I was like, you know, I can't wait to get out of my mom's house. Oh, I can't wait to go off to college and do this and do that. And I'm just like, wow, I really, I still have my whole life ahead of me. And now, yeah. And now look at me paying bills. Hmm. (laughs) Like a deviant. (laughs) Paying bills. How dare bills come over? (laughs) Stay away bills. Okay. So you've already left the ladies with some advice. What about the gentlemen? Let's leave them with some advice. Um, I would say you need to approach, approach your companion or whoever you would like to book. Approach us like you would approach your essay at Gucci. Would you ask them for discounts? No. Would you treat them with the same respect that you would treat someone in a restaurant or any other type of service establishment? You need to have that same respect. And also understand that we're people. We're actually people. We have feelings. And, you know, we're more than what our brand is. We're more than red bottoms and tights. You know, we, we read books. We, we travel. We're culture. We speak different languages. We're educated. We're so much more than what you see in ads. So just take that into account. Yes, yes. Like, remember, we are a luxury item. A lot of the guys, especially the ones that are business owners, sometimes they forget and they think they're dealing with their business people because in business, you do negotiate your contract and stuff like that. But this is not that kind of business, folks. This is a luxury business that brings you happiness. Your business brings you cash in your bank account so you can do other things, take care of your family, whatever. We're here to bring you peace. We're not the same. Don't negotiate. You can't negotiate peace and discretion, and fun, and relaxation. You cannot negotiate that. So yeah, keep that in mind. (laughs) Negotiation. And lastly, where is the best place our listeners can find out about you? Um, Plug your Twitter because they don't want us plugging whole websites. So just plug your social media. Okay. um, (laughs) My Instagram and Twitter is the same. It's at Anaya Devro. A-N-A-I-A-H. D-E-V-E-R-E-U-X. Yes, follow her. I'm already following her, so you follow suit. All right, let's get into this episode. I know you're excited. Yes, I am. (laughs) I'm actually not really looking forward to it because it's just going to bring up all the annoying things about this business. But hey, we have to talk about it too. It can't all be, you know, rainbows and and flowers, you know. So today, red flags. Emotionally manipulative tactics from clients. So in this business, all of us, and I mean every single one of us, have come across clients that have tried to play us emotionally to try to get more from us than we're willing to give, et cetera, et cetera. So let's get into it. Okay. So who was the first one that we said? The first one. Okay. So when they say, you just found yourself a new regular, let's talk about it. 
Okay. They tend to do this to new girls a lot. I know it happened to me, especially if you're like on review boards. That's just a tactic that they use to, you know, because they know that you're new and you need retention to have any kind of success in this business. You need regular clients. So if they tell you that they're going to be a regular client, then maybe you'll get a, maybe they'll, you know, let them stay over a little bit longer. Maybe, you know, maybe you'll do something that you normally wouldn't do in hopes that, oh, this guy's a regular, so he's going to continue to, you know, put me on payroll pretty much. And almost every time, every time in my experience, anytime a guy announces that he's going to be a new regular of mine, you never see them again for the most part. And all of my regulars, they don't announce it. They just call back. Yeah, they just keep calling back every week. So (laughs) that's how you know you have a regular. And I'm just going to say, ladies and, you know, gents and other hoes, non-binaries, when you meet your clients, it doesn't matter if it's a first-time client or a regular client. If you bring the same level of service every time, you won't have to worry about, you know, I need to do this, this, and this to retain somebody. Just as you said earlier, be yourself and genuinely come to the session wanting to give this client a great time. That's literally all you need to do. You don't need to jump through hoops or swing off chandeliers or, you know, whatever crazy things that these guys are trying to get girls to do. You don't have to do all of that or let them stay over or whatever. Just be yourself and come there with the intention to give them an amazing time. That's it. And they will definitely call you back. Again, let's also remember that you're not going to have chemistry with everyone. But of course, the longer you stay in this business, the more retention you have, which is funny because people think it's the reverse. Once you've been doing this for a while, you are going to figure out how to make them come back. I promise you. (laughs) Yeah. The longer you do anything, the better you get at it. Yeah. I promise you. So don't even stress. All right. When they say... I want a real relationship. <laughs> now, this has definitely um, happened to me. And these are from married guys, too. Let me go ahead and uh, <laughs> say that. These are always married men. It's never the single ones that want a real relationship. Always the married one, at least in my case. And I'm just like, first of all, what kind of relationship do you think is going to be real between us? Like, how, Sway? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? They do that. They do that to like, you know, to not pay you anymore. Well, that's not how that works. I I kindly remind them that A, they're married and B, their wife still doesn't work and they're not trying to take food out of their mouth. And C, why are you trying to let me starve? That's usually my go-to line. Oh, so you just want me to starve? No, I'm not. Well, then shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, really? When people like you, they give you more. They don't give you less. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous that, you know, they, they use that as a guise to Was get- he married? I don't yeah, think he said it. Okay, so like, it's okay, married guys, let's just go ahead and say this. Stop trying to get into real relationship with escorts. You're lying to yourself. It's not right. Like, we have emotions too. You know, don't get people's hopes up for nothing. Then you fall under the whole, oh, he's going to leave his wife for me. And if you're an escort and you believe this, like, we really need to have a- intervention because let the dumb secretaries out there do that don't be the girl that thinks some guy's gonna leave his wife for you because that's not gonna happen and then as an escort that's definitely not gonna happen like and you don't even want that anyway 
No, you don't want it. A but real if it relationship. I would say my advice, if it happens, is if some if you have a client that you have built a rapport with and he wants to all of a sudden be in a relationship with you, put a price on it, period. Yeah, that'll only be an arrangement if he's married. That's the only type of quote-unquote real relationship you can have. But in my experience, girlfriends cost more. Wives cost more. So they don't cost less. So I don't understand why people think real relationship means you're supposed to be struggling. Like. That's not how that works, at least not in my book anyway. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay. And you said this is from one of your clients, and I quote, I'm embarrassed to decline over revenue. I value you more than that, but it reminds me that this is strictly business. This has also happened to me. It's kind of, it falls into the whole real relationship trope. Yeah. And he promptly got cut off after that. Because I'm, I'm always like, look, this is how we met. Like, how are you going to see? But that's the thing. I think they mostly do this with girls who don't have as much experience and they definitely get away with it because I'm sure we're not the first ones that they tried that with, you know? So I just kindly remind them that, Hey, if your clients tell you that they can't pay you, what do you do? (laughs) And they're like, well, you know, I'm like, okay, then. So don't ask me to do something that you wouldn't do. Thank you. We're all business people here. The only difference is, again, we bring you peace, relaxation, discretion, fun times. Why would you want to shit on that? I understand. We're literally your oasis from the crazy ass world out there. This is like your safe space and you're going to try to blow that up. Why? They always do. They always try to. They always try. It makes no damn sense. But anyways, those are the bad clients anyway. So they turn bad and you just cut them off and move on. Don't even try to negotiate it because you're going to trigger yourself and give yourself a breakdown like that you don't need. Yeah, that's the quickest way. I tell girls this all the time. The quickest way to burn out is to give your energy to that. Yeah. And then like there's also a psychological thing that happens when you have to fire a client because... I mean, obviously this is a client that you've been seeing for a little while. You know, if it's, if it's just a first time client, they're not going to play these games with you. The ones that play these games are clients that have been seeing you for a minute, except for the one that says you have a new regular. And they're usually the ones that spend the most money too. Exactly. So you're going to be thinking, damn, I'm losing this big paycheck and you're going to feel bad. It's, it's literally the equivalent of getting fired from a job that you've been at for years. You're going to go through that emotion and yes, it will hurt. However, it's not worth you dealing with this because down the line, this is going to, like you said, make you burn out, make you start to hate clients, make you start to hate what you do. And you don't want that because this is a great job to have if it's done correctly. Like this is the only job where you literally get paid to do things that you would do anyway. Exactly. But I think I see a, a, a lot of girls who seem to be really jaded on the timeline now. I get it, though, because it's the pandemic and I don't know what happened. Well, I know what happened during the pandemic. This is when all these stereotypes, all these examples that we're talking about in this episode, they're at their high. They came out the woodworks because they're like, oh, yes, now this girl is in a bind. Let me see if I can. No, I I actually flipped the script on one of my um, people that I fired. (laughs) I was like, hey, listen, you play games with me, let's dance. And I was basically like, oh, yeah, um, I need help. <laughs> and he was like, how much do you need? I didn't even ask for that much. I just had him pay my rent or something. 
And then I tried to do it again and then it worked. And then I tried to do it the third time. And then he was like, wait, hold on. I was like, Hey, I thought you cared about me and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. You're the one that's always saying that you want a real relationship. How dare you? Like I threw a tantrum, obviously for theatrics, but, (laughs) and then I fired his ass because it was a long time coming, but at least, you know, let me play the game too. Why am I the only one on the receiving end? You, you need to feel this as well. Exactly. <laughs> and then I'm like, let's just be friends. <laughs> and I still ask him to do shit for me. We just don't copulate. He's still there. Hey, play the games back. If a guy gaslights you, gaslight his ass right back. <laughs> it's actually way more fun because they don't see it coming. No, they don't. <laughs> so try it, ladies. Obviously, only with the bad guys. Don't do this to your good clients. They're gems and we want them in our lives forever. Okay, here's another one. I'm new at this. This is my first time. BS. (laughs) Classic way for experienced hagglers to get past your screening process and possibly haggle your rates too. Never compromise. This is why I have an automated text email message that I send out to everybody that contacts me and doesn't do it the right way. And it always works. It usually works in getting them to do what the fuck they were supposed to do in the first place if they read my website. Or it shoes them away. And I have no stress in my life. It's perfect. I think the issue is because you have so many newcomers coming into this industry and they're not necessarily in the predicament. They have to make their money. So they're not like, you know, automated messages. They, they have to answer their, their emails because I've been there. I've been there where we have to answer. Well, I mean, I answer them. It's just I have a when I say automated, I mean, I send the same shit for the same types of emails. So it's not like I have to retype, think about it, whatever. Every time I get a new text message, because I used to have an assistant and, you know, I kind of did away with that after the pandemic because it was like, what was the point? But every time I get a text message or email from someone and they didn't do what they were supposed to do, that's always the message you're going to get. And it's detailed and you either shit or you get off the pot. Like there's no, the way it's worded, there's no going around it. I tell them just please read the ad in its entirety. That's it. <laughs> I'll send you what I send them. It, it actually, it converts the ones that are actually serious pretty much 100% of the time. And, and it, it weeds out the time wasters. I never have problems with the serious guys. They fill out my booking form. Exactly. Or they email me with the information that they know that I need. Like it's not even that deep. And at this point in my career, I can tell who's a time waster and who isn't. Oh, yeah. I figured, I feel like, well, a year in, I got good at it because it's, it's over. Oh, it's repetitive. It's the same shit, different day, different day. Like, but you know, if you tell me, oh, I'm new at this, I know you're not new. How the hell did you find me? You know what's even funny? Like, when somebody says, I'm new at this, and then you go look them up and they have all the blacklists. <laughs> How are you new at this? And you got a bunch of bitches blacklisting your ass. Like how? Yeah, that's what they do. (laughs) I'm new. I'll tell you a funny one that happened uh, like a few days ago. So I sent my automated thing and the guy sends his stuff. But again, he omitted something that he was supposed to send. And he tells me he's in sales. And I asked him for a business card because I already knew he was full of shit. But I have my little checks and balances that I go through to kind of either make them do what they're supposed to do or they can leave me alone. I asked him for a business card and he's like, I don't have a business card. Really? 
you really need a business card. I don't carry a business card. I was like, I don't know anybody in sales that doesn't have a, how the fuck are you going to sell anything? (laughs) (laughs) Like I've met just regular dudes that are not even in sales like that, but you know, they're promoting their company and they have business cards. Like who doesn't have a business card? And usually if you're trying to be, oh, I don't carry paper. A lot of them will have QRC or QRV code. Is it QRC or QRV? Something to follow up with. Yeah, they have the little code that you can scan and find them online. There's always a way to find them, you know? So it's like, and you're in sales? Come on. I just laughed. I LOL'd. You know, he went away. You know, girls will fall for it. I know I did. (laughs) I think just because I've been trained to always screen just for the whole safety part of it, I've maybe spent a little bit more time than I should have trying to get the information from this person. And like, not so direct of a way, but I found over the years that it's best to just do it the way I'm doing it now. Before I would try to like, talk to them and try to figure out ways to get the information that I'm trying to get. And that's too much, right? And you just you waste your fucking time. So yeah, like, don't even fall for it, ladies. And I get emails all the time, people trying to ask me about screening. And that's one of those things where it's a very personal thing. I always say cover your basics in knowing that whoever is calling you is who they say they are. And obviously they haven't heard anyone. My rule of thumb is if you can pull up their information online and match name with the company. Yep. And I even some, I tell them to send me a selfie too, just for shits and giggles. And guess what? CEOs send me selfies and you can't send me a business card. Get the fuck out of here. They will send that selfie looking crazy, but they send it anyway. Guys are terrible at selfies. Have you noticed that? (laughs) Because I get selfies too, and I'm so handsome. I know. I always say that. I always say, oh, you look handsome. Thanks for sending. But yeah, so your goal is to make sure they're who they say they are. And nine times out of 10, if it's easy to pull them up online, they're probably going to be good. Today's episode is also sponsored by Mr. Old School Rider. I had the pleasure of being on his show recently, which I posted a snippet of on the show's IG page. His channel on YouTube and Instagram is called Mr. Old School Rider, and that's M-I-S-T-E-R, old, school is spelled S-K-O-O-L, and rider is spelled R-Y-D-E-R, and his Twitter handle is old underscore writer, which is also spelled R-Y-D-E-R. Mr. Old School Writer's channel covers everything from book reviews, business, cars, especially cars, fitness, mental health, self-improvement, and sex. Let's show him some support and get him a thousand subscriptions on his YouTube channel. Again, his YouTube is Mr. Old School Writer. Thanks so much to him for supporting the show. You wanted to give some tips for sugar babies entering the escort profession. So remember I said, I said earlier that I, I bypassed the glory days of sugaring. When I started into sex work, you know, I, I guess you can call it sugaring. I was, you know, sugaring on Tinder and the things that I would come across. And especially now, now that I've worked in this industry as, an, as a companion, I look back and I'm like, these guys are offering you know, dinner and $200 and you go home with them and sleep with them. And then what baffles me is that these- And some of them try to do raw. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of them require that. I mean, there's a website uh, called Ashley Madison that I used to be on. 
I made some money off that website. I have too. <laughs> I mean, even sometimes now as an escort, you know, if I'm like, I've definitely found some clients on there. But most- oh yeah, I've made money off all pretty much all the dating sites. Yeah, they'll 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 try it. Oh, I'm looking forward. To, what's the no strings attached? That's uh, automatic payment. Yeah, <laughs> natural. And I'm instant. But see, what what baffles me is these new age sugar babies. Nothing against sugar babies, but. If you're smart, you might as well just take the leap and become an escort because I don't understand how sugar babies, they think that they're better than escorts, but a lot of the time... It's not even the better than escorts part. Sorry to cut you off. It's not even the better than escorts part. I think there's also a self-hate involved in there somewhere. Yeah, of course. Exactly. I've seen firsthand civilian friends and some of the shit that they've dealt with in real life. And I'm just like, that just could not be me. Like, I just, like the disrespect that they have to deal with. Not me. Mm-mm. I'm good. My tips for sugar babies coming in. Like, you know, just think about it. Why would you offer your time and grace these people with your presence for, uh, what, 250 to 500 PPM when you could be charging that an hour? At the least, actually, an hour as an escort. And I bet you these guys are not even easy. (laughs) I bet you these are the most difficult people to be around. And you're going to undersell yourself? Like, come on now. Uh, Well, to be honest with you, a lot of these guys that are scavengers on these websites are blacklisted from seeing escorts. Yeah, they're the escort rejects. Exactly. (laughs) They prey on sugar babies because they know most sugar babies are young. And out of college, and they don't know any better. They don't even know about this side of things. So and they're they impressed by very little money. And they take advantage of that. So my advice to you is come over to the dark side, sweetheart. It's actually the light side, but... <laughs> come over to the mysterious side. <laughs> so you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the dark side is their side. We don't want to be... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Come over to love and light, people. Uh, (laughs) And then, you know, I get it. I mean, I know girls that are completely under the radar hoes, but because they don't advertise the way we advertise, they mostly freestyle and do other things. They kind of fall under the sugar baby umbrella, but they don't do dumb shit like this. I think when I'm talking about the sugar baby, the sugar babies that I'm talking about is like the community, the subculture. The seeking arrangement. Yeah. Got it. The online people. Got it. Yeah. I'm just like, you might as well be an online companion. What's the point? Each is on. But everybody that I know from, from that time, they have upgraded and most of them are very successful escorts today. Whoop, whoop. We love to see it. Okay. Carrot dangling. This has happened to everyone. I mean, I have my story. I told it with Chantel on another episode. But there was a client of mine, a regular client of mine that had seen her as well. And then after he saw her for the first time, then he starts saying, oh, he's planning a trip to Mexico or something. And he wants me to accompany him for the weekend. But then he lets me know that he's also talking to Chantel about going with him away. So he's talking to the both of us. That was already a red flag, but I already knew what he was doing. So I just kind of shoot it away. And then Chantel called me telling me about it. And he did the same thing to her saying he was talking to me. And I was like, girl. Your price is your price, as is my price. Tell him that price. Don't even let him try to like negotiate with you because I felt like that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to see who was going to give him 
the most for the least. Oh, yeah. And that's what they do. I, I have a similar story where a client that I had seen for an hour before the damn pandemic, when I first started, hit me up a couple months ago for my old phone number that I barely don't even use anymore. I was like, hey, I really enjoyed our conversation. I've been thinking about you. I'm like, it's been it's been over a year. One hour? Get the fuck out I of here. I don't remember what our conversation I literally cannot. <laughs> and then, then he proceeds to be like, you know, I'm going on uh, to Hawaii for a week. And I'm just like, okay, well, here's my website. Here's my fly me to you. I charge 5000 a day. So multiply that by seven. And that's my rate. Didn't hear from him. Never again. A lot of girls would, would just go just for the free trip. But I'm, no. Free trip? What? Nah. Somehow you're going to know. I mean, because I even have sugar daddies that I just play mind games with. But somehow I always have bills to pay, whatever they call me. Somehow. Magically. It always happens. And when they try to play these games and they don't want to give me what I want, then I magically have to work. So figure it out. Are you going to give me the money? And, and then one time I actually had to like yell at my, uh, my sugar daddy a little bit. And I was like, look, I asked you for this much. You clearly have it, but you don't want to give it to me. And you claim you care about me. You see what I did there? <laughs> you are a riot. <laughs> I'm like, you claim you care about me. And here I am. I need this. And, and I'm stressed. And then he gave it to me. But it's annoying. It's like, why the hell do I have to pry it out of your hands? Yeah, it is. You know, they ask you to go on a trip. You're like, oh, I, I need new shoes. I need an outfit. Like something is always coming. Like there will be expenses coming up. Like somehow something's going to happen that I'm going to need a few racks for. So yeah. you're either going to give it to me or, or I have to work somehow. You know, I have to work. You know, I'm just so stressed. <laughs> I would say another way, like there's so many ways that people care at Dangle. Like I think another one is a reason why I think it's really important to take deposits. Oh, yes. Yes. Especially, especially for the first time people. But sometimes for, for the repeats too, if you like know your clients and treat them accordingly, you know, know your clients and treat them accordingly. I remember one time, this was like a few years back. I had a, I mean, I still do. I have a cancellation policy. And one of my regulars canceled on me like the day before and his appointment was in the morning. And I was like, okay, no worries. Here's uh, the link to send me my fee. And then magically he was able to make it because <laughs> he didn't want to pay that fee. You know, you got to pay all a lot of things. They'll be like, oh, you know, I only have this amount and I'll be sure to book you again. I'll come back. No. That's definitely happened with me and the regular before. And, you know, or they'll try to like, then they'll try to do the whole menu thing. Okay. What if we only did, I'm like, bruh, I am not contorting myself for you. My rate is my rate. Either you pay it or save up for next time. Like I don't, you know, cause they'll be like, what if we only did this and we didn't do, I'm like, no. <laughs> Well, don't get me started on the acronyms. Oh, uh, well, well, th th this one wasn't using an acronym. He was just trying to say, okay, what if we only did certain things? If you can allude to what I'm saying, like he tried, <laughs> he, he, he tried to remove certain things that we would normally do, thinking that that would reduce the rate. And I'm like, no, exactly. It was never about that. <laughs> exactly, because prostitution is illegal. How dare you? <laughs> 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 okay next 
Mo money, mo problems. <laughs> I love the way you uh, word all your uh, notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. I would say, you know, I mean, you know, we all know what that means. Notorious B.I.G. He wasn't lying when he said it. So, you know, when it, as it pertains to escorting, you know, potentially high paying clients can have like the potential to be become manipulative and abusive and narcissistic or even dangerous. So I've dealt with that personally, and I see it on the timeline all the time. Like recently, I think I sent you a few. Yeah, like a, a dollar amount can be perceived as like ownership. Seriously, sometimes these guys think that they own you because they spent a certain amount of money on you. And it's up to you to realize if, if that's something that you want to deal with or not. And it can be hard because it's not just hoes that fall for this. Regular people in the real world, like when you're kissing your boss's ass or you let your boss do whatever to you because he writes your paycheck. Same thing. And I find that when it comes to like the super, super elite, those types of clients, that's a very fine line because these guys are so used to everybody laying down for them. And I mean everywhere. I'm talking about people like the Jeff Bezos. Like imagine being his companion, you'll be probably scared shitless to say no because it's Jeff Bezos. But uh, it's just one of those things that you, you really got to like know yourself. Yeah, you have to set your boundaries. You have to be grounded because if you don't have any boundaries, these guys will cross the line every time. And I'm talking about from them wanting to have unprotected sex, which is a big one in the high paying guys arena, which is funny because you would think that they would want to protect their health because <laughs> it's like, are you just trying to die? But I guess they figure they have fuck you money. So it doesn't matter because they'll just cure whatever it is that they get or whatever. I don't, sometimes I'm always like baffled by the decisions they make. I mean, a perfect example would be Robert Kraft and that fucking massage parlor situation. <laughs> Like, he literally had his driver chauffeur him to a massage parlor on the street. And this place wasn't, in, it wasn't like a high-end place. This was like one of those ones that are in the shopping complex and maybe there's a Winn-Dixie in there or, you know, little stores there. That's the one he went to. Very exposed. And he literally had his driver chauffeur him there. Like, these decisions, how are we coming up with them? They think they're, sometimes they think they're invincible. Exactly. So you definitely have to, I mean, and I'm not saying all high net worth clients are like this, but you know, you just have to have your wits about you because it's a catch 22 for reals. Because on one hand, you do want that high net worth guy that will think nothing of dropping, you know, 50 racks on you for a two week trip to Paris or something. I don't know. Like, of course we, we all want that guy that's going to fly us on his private jet and we're going to go all over the world and he'll pay you what you actually want for it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that this was like our last points because I'm going to be talking about this tomorrow. It really ties into like having a scarcity mindset and, you know, high, you have high rates, but you also have a scarcity mindset. So are you putting yourself at risk just for the simple fact that you're getting a higher dollar amount? Oh, and this wasn't the last point. <laughs> I'm like, what? Did the producer say something? Like, what? Wait, did it? Oh, it's not the last one. Okay. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. But it's cool. It's cool. But yeah, it's it's just one of those things where, yes, we do want those types of clients. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't want Richard Gere in Pretty Woman? 
I mean, obviously I would not be negotiating my rates with his ass <laughs> like she did. She got 3000 for the week, right? If I recall. But you know, you know, I've never seen that movie. What? Oh, you need to see that. That's like every whole staple. I mean, every girl loves that movie, whether she's a hoe or not, but you definitely need to see that movie. If you add a little bit of inflation, that three grand is probably like eight grand in today's, maybe not eight grand, $6,500 in today's money. So he paid her $6,500 for the week. I mean, I guess that's not terrible. <laughs> Especially if you're, if it comes with shopping spree, cause she got a full wardrobe. And then of course she got to see the opera. She went to try different restaurants and I'm a foodie. So I'm right there for the food. Yeah. I know the famous thing. I remember when I went to LA and I, I knew I was like, I have to go that to that hotel. hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I stayed at that hotel know. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like shopping over there. Every girl has that fantasy to do that, you know? Yeah. It's, and then they renovated it. So it's a nice hotel and there are plenty of other hotels in uh, LA, but yeah. More money, more problems. So just, you know, govern yourself with some common sense and try not to let money make you do things you don't want to do. Don't sell your soul. There you go. Don't do anything you don't want to do. That's the perfect way to put it. The chatty clients. Oh, I have one like this. (laughs) Well, he's in Chicago, so I don't really see him as often. (laughs) You've probably seen him. the chatty clients, the clients that like to gossip and put other providers against each other to gain benefits from them. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Like I had a client in Chicago, <laughs> you know, telling me where other girls in calls were, um, you know, oh yeah. You know, I just left from here and I saw her for this amount and, you know, it was really loose with people's information and even lied, even lied about seeing a provider. And I, reached out to both of them. I said, Hey, this, I just saw this client and he's being really loose with your personal information, like where you are, where your in call is. Wanted to let you know. And she's like, I've, I've never seen this guy before. <laughs> Thank God. Cause you know, imagine if she had, and he's out here just spreading her information like that. Yeah. So I guess, you know, that's why you have to, you have to, discretion is a two way thing guys to the men. Don't do that. I mean, guys do a lot of things that if we did it to them, and I'm talking about the bad ones, not the good ones, but if we did it to them, they would freak the fuck out. Like something as simple as walking up to an escort when you see her out in public. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why? Why, why would you do that? <laughs> I haven't had that happen. Oh, it's happened to some people I know. It hasn't happened to me personally. I mean, luckily my clients have common sense. They'll either text me later or, you know, wink at me or something, but it's never like, they're not like super aggressive with it. Like I've had girls tell me that clients will literally walk up on them and their family and use their stage name. <laughs> like why? I don't think it's nice at all. Not it's not cool. right. Not cool. And yeah, I have a, a guy in Chicago that literally talks about, everybody talks about the, tries to tell me their real name. And I'm like, la, 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 la. No, we cannot do this. So I just give him fake information because he prized for my shit too. And I'm like, yeah, you're obviously telling people shit about me if you're out here talking about, and half these girls, I don't even know who the hell they are because I don't even keep up with whole world like that. And then he's like, oh yeah, I saw this person. I saw, I'm like, no, I don't, shouldn't we be having fun? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. You're ruining the mood, bro. That really makes me uncomfortable, but, not, but I'll tell them. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very direct because at this point, 
in my career, like I don't need to hold back or sugarcoat anything. Like if there's a problem, you'll be knowing that there's a problem. Like I'm not cool with you talking about other girls with me, literally is what I'll say. Yeah, so don't do that to other girls. You know, it's not cool. And ladies, just be careful what you share with clients because apparently some of them like to gossip. (laughs) Yeah, I have heard that they like, but my thing is this, I don't want clients who are like buddy-buddy with other clients. Get a life. Yeah, I think that's weird. I really think that's weird. Luckily, I mean, the clients, and I would say most of the good clients are not out here forming a coalition with other dudes. Like they're trying to be discreet. They're not trying to get in a circle and talk about their experiences with the same hoes that they've all slept with. Like what? And then conspiring on how to get over on the next one. Oh, geez. That's just get a life, sir. Get a life. Anywho. And then um, the next two points, really, they kind of are a little bit the same. But basically, we've seen posts on Twitter of escorts, you know, venting about their clients and the abuse that they've had to endure. Like one girl had to cancel her six hour booking. So think about that. Let's think about that mentally. How much money is that that she had to cancel with a regular because he was mentally abusive, verbally abusive? He critiqued her every time and made her feel bad for not thanking him profusely for every little thing he did for her on his own. Or just he wanted her to thank him profusely for services that she was offering, that he paid for. It was an even exchange, but he wanted a little bit more gratitude, unnecessarily (laughs) more gratitude. So she was so stressed out by this client that she canceled her six-hour appointment. Let's just do the math. Let's say your rate is $400 an hour. That's $2,400 that she said no to because some guy wanted to be abusive. And again, remember what I said about how that feels like you getting fired from a job? Like it's the same emotional experience that you get if you got fired from a job because you're basically taking money out of her pocket by making her not want to see you. But I commend her for that because... Oh, of course. Of course I commend her. The last sentence were really kind of stuck out to me. And she's like, you know, after she explained everything and how it was really affecting her mentally, she said, you know, sex work can be a mind fuck. Yes. Yeah. She did say that. I remember that sex work can be a mind fuck. It can. And it usually starts being a mind fuck when you get into those longer bookings, multi-hour bookings. Like I just talked about with the higher net worth clients who are spending money on you that most people don't even make it a month, you know, and then you have to walk away from that. That's the mind fuck. The mind fuck is having to fire a would be good client because clearly he got to that point, you know, to where you guys were spending a lot of time together. Look at this six hours. You cannot spend six hours with somebody that you don't actually get along with. You know, you could say you want to do it for the money all day long, but after a while, you're not going to want to do it if you don't like this person. Case in point, here you go. But there had to be a point where they actually got along. And this is not her first six-hour booking with him. No, so that's why I feel like he's probably a narcissist because they usually what they do is they love bomb you in the beginning. They make you feel so good in the beginning and then that's when they start to like literally chip away at you. 
to the point where she got. So it was probably all shits and giggles in the beginning, but then he became yeah. he became a predator. Abusive. Yeah. Not cool. So yeah, the definitely the mind fuck is definitely a thing because it's almost like getting in a relationship. I mean, with an abusive boyfriend or something. I don't know, even know how else to explain it. It's emotional abuse is worse. Yeah, yeah, that's literally what it is. And then you're having to, you know, go away from him because he's not good for your mental health. It's like a girlfriend who lives with her boyfriend who pays for everything. She doesn't work. He gives her money for everything. She has no independence whatsoever. And then he starts abusing her and now she has to leave. Like, that's a mind fuck. I mean, luckily we have other clients, but some people get comfortable. I remember I was talking to this one girl, same type of situation. I mean, not necessarily like this, but he was doing the whole, I want a real relationship. You know, let me pay you less. I'll take you on trips. I'll do this. I'll do that. And she was already like caught up in it. And I was like, she was like, I don't want to miss out on this money. I'm like, how long have you seen this guy? She said two months. I'm like, girl, two months. Not even every week, two months. Like you've just known him for two months. But girls get really attached when guys provide for them. It's just a psychological thing, you know? It's literally science. It's science. A lot of girls get comfortable. It's even the same thing like with the with the in the strip club. You have a girl that has a regular who comes in religiously every week to see her. And then when he decides it's over, he slowly stops coming. And, and that's actually driven some girls to like start doing drugs or like depression. Yeah. Because I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I seen it. <laughs> <laughs> what movie was that from? I forget. I seen it. Uh- <laughs> I really, really, really am heavy on mental health. Like, yeah, you got to also master self, which is part of the mental health. You got to get to know yourself in this business. And I, the pandemic actually showed us that a lot of people do not like being with themselves. If you're going to be in this business, cause you're literally a container for these men. Like you're there, you're containing their pleasure. You're containing their peace. You're their container. So you need to find something for yourself, like self-care wise. Like you can't, because if you're just giving, 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 and you have no one pouring into you, that's going to be skewed. That's not going to be, that's not going to be great. Well, I think it's important to always have a, a balanced life. I stress this a lot. Like you have to have a life outside of being a hoe or a stripper. Life is about balance. You can't like put all your eggs into the hoe basket. That's why a lot of people like treat Twitter like it's their therapist. Like, girl, what are you, why? I've seen some posts and I'm like, why why is this person posting this? But I just keep it moving because I got other shit to do. Therapy is also a good thing. Just make sure you find a therapist that is sex work friendly. Uh, We have Dr. Julie, of course. Dr. Julie K. She works with escorts, so go see her. But especially if you feel like you need someone to talk to and you don't have anybody to talk to or you don't have, you know, you just have to find a way to pour back into yourself because if you don't stuff like this is going to hurt you more and down the line you're going to just become very resentful exactly yeah you don't want to be that bitter girl not a good look very jaded and you can tell and you can see on timeline who's jaded you can definitely see it for sure for sure and then the other post from another uh, escort basically a guy 
trying to force her to see him earlier. If he first of all, he was only booking a one hour appointment. Not that there's anything wrong with one hour, but I'm just saying, if you're spending less, don't expect more. Anywho, he was trying to get her to see him earlier than she was able to see him because he claimed that he couldn't wait, the anticipation, whatever. And she respectfully went ahead and canceled the booking altogether. Now, this is somebody who has boundaries. She respectfully went ahead and canceled the booking altogether because it just did not work for her. And she felt like he was going to be a boundary pusher. Yeah. And that was, hey, manipulation tactics 101. I see it a lot. But she didn't fall for it. Thank God. Yeah, she didn't. I've had something like similar to that. I've had clients try to rush me. They'll come like 30 minutes early. I'm like, oh, our appointment was at six, hon. You're here at 530. I'll let you know. You come up at six. They mean well, you know, it's it's not like they're just horrible people. Like I have a regular here in Miami that I see religiously. And then he started to forget that I still have my minimum amount of notice that I need to get ready. And I had to one day sit him down and go, look, do you want me to be all disheveled when you come here? <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, don't do this to me. Why are you doing this to me? So now we have an understanding. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the time. It's just communication. Just communication is big. Yeah, and I get it. Apparently, when guys are horny, they're horny and they feel like they should snap their fingers and pussy will land on their dick. But shall I remind you that in biblical times, you guys had to wait months, you know, because you had to travel by camel or whatever the fuck. Like you had to wait. Or if you were in war, you had to wait to get some. So. Well, some didn't because they had more access. But I'm just saying, be thankful that you have access to on-demand vagina. Just <laughs> respect that. Respect like, it. Be thankful and let us be us. Like, you wouldn't like it if somebody, I mean, I guess guys don't really need much time to get ready. But there are just certain things that women need time for. And you just need to just accept it as that's what it is. Don't rush us. <laughs> And this girl was going through, um, I think she had like finals or something. So she's already stressed about school. And you're here stressing her out about your one hour appointment. Seriously, sir? Yeah. But I love the way she handled it. I love it too. She promptly sent back his deposit. Yeah. She was like, send me your information and I'll send you about your deposit. See, and this is somebody that got a deposit too. I like this girl, whoever she is. Like, this is my first time um, hearing of her when you sent it to me. But yeah, good for her. So boundaries, people. I've even had people like reach out to me and say, oh, what is your one hour rate or what is your half hour rate? And I I basically just say, if it's not on my website, I don't offer it. (laughs) When they ask me for a half hour, I just tell them my hour rate. And they're like, well, that's a bit high. I said, yeah, it is. (laughs) Half hour, 600. You know, you know what? You should actually just say higher than your normal hour rate just so they can shut the fuck up. Like, you guys want to play these games? <laughs> Is this the game you want to play? Because we can play. <laughs> don't, don't make me put you in that category with these other guys that I have to gaslight every day. <laughs> we need to talk to you about that. Yeah, yeah. But these are guys that you've built a rapport with, though. You can't use these tactics on new people. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Use it on the ones that are trying to get you. You get them first. But you have to do it with a smile on your face. You can't do it like you're mad. You have to do it like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like they can't sense attitude from you whatsoever. So that way they think it's sincere, but you've been planning it all along. 
Got him. Anywho, <laughs> this was so much fun. It wasn't as terrible as I thought it'd be talking about no, it's not talking about these uh, dark side of escorting. Yeah, it's something that needs to be brought. To oh, life. yeah, for sure. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this show. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, at the end of the day, there are some not so great things about this business. But now we're telling you about it. So that way you can plan. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is still a very good business to be in. Like, I'm thankful that I have the ability to do this as a job instead of God knows whatever the hell, (laughs) whatever the hell I could be doing in some office somewhere. So I am very thankful. Just if you treat it like a business and you've, you know, listened to this episode about all the red flags, hopefully you can make better decisions about this business in general. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Hopefully you'll come back on. Maybe we can talk about the news or something. I haven't done a news segment in a while. Yeah, I would love to come back. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Okay, so I'm going to let you go. Enjoy your weekend and I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Vivian. Have a good one. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and on Instagram at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies. Patreon.com forward slash TSEGP. Follow your host Vivian on Twitter and Instagram at Exotic Vivian. Please leave the show a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, keep it sexy and stay receptive.